Hey, PFC family, this is your man Liam from Profit for Contractors bringing you a special podcast today. It's our first ever end of year show, okay? End of 2020. Just like the title says, Andrew is going to cover the top 10 commandments you need to follow in order to absolutely kill it in 2021. We've also included a boatload of tools in the description of this podcast, so click that. You'd have to be crazy not to take advantage of this. Anyways, I'll let you go. Let's get this started. Make sure you give this video a thumbs up if you're watching on YouTube. And if you're new here, don't forget to subscribe and I'll see you on the flip side. Until right now, this very moment, contractors have always been on their own, not as tradespeople, but being alone and knowing how to take their business to the next level. They call us working class, they call us blue collar. They say that we don't have the smarts to become the business owner that we're meant to be. That is such bullshit. You have the ability. You're more than any of that. The question really is where do you get the insights that you need specific to contracting to systemize your business so you can get your profits to pay for your freedom? I'm Andrew Houston. I'm gonna show you how to make more profits, how to get more control, how to get more freedom in the simplest, quickest way possible without any of that bullshit. Welcome to the No Bullshit Podcast for Contractors. Listen up, level up, and if you learn something, like the video, subscribe to the channel, change your business, change your life. All right, people, this is it. When I say it's it, this is not just a no bullshit podcast for contractors, but this is a pretty special podcast today that I'm doing because we're approaching the end of the year. So you're either, you know, finishing up 2020 or you're already in the 2021. But at the end of the day, you're sitting listening to this podcast going, man, I want things to be better. Okay, better with my business, better with my life. So welcome. We are going to rock and roll this. I'm, t- I'm titling this one, The Ten Commandments to a Record Year. All right. So time to rock and roll. Like I said, um, you know, many of these podcasts, uh, it is no bullshit. I want you guys to walk away with tactics, tricks, tips, uh, insights to make uh, your business better. But this one is a little bit unique because I want to give you guys the insights on how to create a, you know, a record year and, uh, and I'm going to reference like the, the top 10 commandments that, um, you know, you need to, to look out for and you need to, uh, to think about. It's going to be a bit of an audit. We're going to go step by step through this. So you guys are going to walk away with um, insights such that you can have a, a game plan going into 2021. Or if you're into 2021 right now that you can actually, you know, write out your game plan lock and load it, and, uh, and get real focused, right? Get a pathway for success. Um, too many times you hear people say, yeah, man, I'm going to plan to have a new year, uh, a better year. I'm going to plan to make things change. But the problem is we don't have a plan to know how to plan, right? If you don't know how to plan and you don't have the tactics to knowing how to plan, you're sort of euchred to begin with. I mean, you can have all the intentions in the world, uh, but if you don't have the, uh, a method uh, an order, an orderly method, a systemized method that's going to allow you to know where to start, where to focus, where to begin, uh, and where the greatest opportunities are for your business, unique to you, but in a, in a very systematic, uh, principle-driven way, well, then you're in, you're in trouble to begin with. So let's do this. So first things first uh, is what? The first commandment. So let's see, what do we got as the first commandment? We've written some of these things down. I'm just going here. Okay, here we go. Um, yeah, yes, I wrote these things down. Most of these podcasts, um, you know, I don't write this stuff down. It's just letting her rip from the heart, from the head. 
and from the from the mind as far as insights. But this one here, I, I definitely put some structure around because it requires structure. So the very first thou shalt not out of the Ten Commandments to kick ass, okay, is number one is the hope for success. Thou shall not hope for success. Now, what the hell is that? What kind of commandment is that? And by the way, I'm not trying to be a religious man here. I thought this would be something, though, that, you know, you guys can actually have a bit of a, a good uh, crack at and, uh, and have some meaning behind it. So the first commandment is, is one of the most important ones. And these commandments are in, in order. Why? Well, number one, hoping for success is not going to get you success, right? Too many times we, we have, you know, hope is a very important thing that fuels our tank. It, it is a needed thing. You know, we got to have some form of hope, but when we're trying to create a game plan, you cannot hope for success, okay? So we've got a plan for success. You might have heard that before, but you've got to have a, a method to do that, okay? So here's how the method's going to work, okay? The number one, um, you know, the first thou shall not is the hope for success, or that uh, thou shall not hope for success. The plan for success, what you have to do, guys, is you have to audit your business, Okay. You have to identify in an orderly way, where are the cracks, where are the holes, so that you know where to start, okay? And when you're planning for success, one of the, th the key things that we, we want to keep in mind is that there is an unlimited amount of tactics and strategies that can improve every single one of these areas that I'm going to be covering off. There is no question that you cannot improve these things, not just improve them, you can fucking crush these things, all right? Uh, but you've got to make sure that you're auditing and you're being honest with yourself as I go through these things. So the second, that brings me to the second, thou shall not commandment. So thou shall not, commandment number two, let others run our calendar. So guys, one of the keys to planning is having some form of a map that is time-based, okay? Now, if you haven't gathered, uh, or sorry, if you haven't gone on to... Um, you know, onto our Facebook and, and downloaded one of these tools, which is the 90 day planner. I'm highly recommending you do that. This is a template. Now I know it's called the 90 day planner, but let me be clear about this. The 90 day planner is just a gauge. Okay. It's, it's to give you some reference of time. I'm not promoting that everybody needs to have a 90 day plan. I think that's a load of bullshit. Okay. The 90 day planner, it, it, it gives out a time frame of 90 days, but here's the reality. You've got to plan out as far as you can handle. Now, what do I mean by that? If you can't even think about planning out, you know, what, what you want things to be in 2021, you know, by the end of January, how in God's name are you ever going to be able to lay out a 90 day plan? Doesn't fucking make sense. You got all these guys in these books and I shouldn't be, I'm not out to bash them. Okay. They're trying to do a good thing. And, and look at, I'm not trying to be Mr. Know-it-all neither, but the reality is that you've got to be able to stretch yourself beyond what you can currently see. So if you're on this podcast, here's the very first thing, okay? As far as thou shalt not let others run your calendar, is think about how far out that you, you can see, okay? If you can't control your time right now, right, then no matter what it is that I give to you today, you're not going to have the time for it, okay? So one of the key things when it comes to looking at, um, you know, the area of, you know, thou shall not let others run your calendar is you first of all have to understand the principle that you have got to start getting control of your time. Okay. So ask yourself right now, how far can you see? If you're struggling to see past a month, okay, then as I'm going through these different areas, I want you to be saying to yourself, Hey, 
What do I want my freaking business to be like? How do I want it to be better in the next three to four weeks? Okay. If you're able to go, Hey man, I can see past the next two months. You know, I got jobs coming up. I know what jobs are coming up. I know how much work uh, is in the hopper. I know how many leads I got. I know, you know, I know who I need to hire, you know, in the next two months. Awesome, man. Good for you. Okay. Then what you want to do is you want to stretch, you know, what is that you want to accomplish in the next two to three months? Okay. What are the things that you want to improve in that period of time? Don't go crazy and start thinking, oh man, you're like, you know, here's where I want to be in, you know, 18 months. Here's where I want to be in fucking three years. Guys, if you can't, if we can't even get momentum with the set of lenses that we have in, in how far we can see the use of our time, then you're just going to completely set yourself up for failure. Okay. F- screw these books that say you got to have this three year, five year, 10 year plan. You know what? How about we just have a plan that start making things better with the time that we are able to see in front of us and a little bit more. Okay. As you start to get the ability to see further and further. Okay. Then it's all right to start thinking further out. Okay. So don't let others run your calendar, right? Thou shall not let others run your calendar. Here's the thing. If you don't default when you're going to be working on these things, if you don't default how much time you're going to allocate to these things, trust me, here's what's going to happen. And you know if this is you. If other people have been running your calendar, if you've just been running around with your freaking head cut off, if, if you look back at last week, last month, last year, the last 12 months, and you go, what the fuck happened? Well, th- that is a good indicator that other people have been running your calendar versus, Hey man, Hey, the last 12 months were amazing. We did a B C D all the way to the Z and here's the results that we got, or here's the things that we did last month. Okay. So guys, thou shall not let others run your calendar. Cause if they run your calendar, they will run you into the ground and they have their own agenda. They have their own vision and it might not match yours. Let's jump to thou shall not take their team for granted. That is the third commandment. I'll say it again. Thou shall not take their team for granted. So you'll notice if you haven't yet that the very first area we're focusing in on, um, in the previous, um, commandment, this one and the next one is really around your time and your team. Okay. The next three after that is going to be on your profits and your cash flow. The next one after that is going to be on your marketing and sales. Okay. In that order, because that's the structure that we use here at Prof for Contractors. That's the, that's the structure if you're champion CEO, uh, you know, working with us and part of the family here at Prof for Contractors, you know that, that there's an order to this, right? You got to get control of your time. Then you got to get control of your team. Then you got to get control of your profits and then your cash flow. And then you can focus in on growing the business because there's no point in us trying to get more business, trying to get more leads, trying to get more sales if we don't even know that we're profitable with the work that we've got right now. That, that we don't even know that we can handle the cash flow with the work that we've got right now. Okay, make sense? Okay, so let's keep going. So thou shall not, number three, take their team for granted. Like, do you and have you been giving your team too much? You know, we take for granted how much is in our heads and how much comes out of our mouth. Okay, honestly. You think about, you know, all the things that you've given your team, whether that's, the, you know, the work that they've been doing in the last week, the last month, whether that's, you know, um, making sure that your guys are, are getting the right training that they need. Too many times we give them too many projects. Too many times we don't even remember the projects that we give them. And the problem with this is that we don't recognize that we're taking our team for granted by you know, burying them into the ground, overwhelming them. Okay. So next, another part of this commandment of not taking your team for granted is, you know, do you know who your A players are? Like, do you really know who those people are that are by your side? And are you treating them as A players? 
too many times we, we deal with the squeaky wheel. We deal with the guys that are the fucking the complainers, the guys that show up late, right? Oh man, I, I got to give that guy more attention. I got to make sure that I'm on his ass. Come on, guys. The people that should be getting most of your attention are the guys that are fucking paying the bills, doing the work, getting shit done on time, right? And those are the guys you should be patting on the back. Those are the guys you should be spending more time with. But meanwhile, guess what happens? Those D players suck the fucking life out of us. They take the time away from us that should be spent on the A players. So in 2021, are you really going to be able to build a team of A players? Well, I'm going to tell you right now. You're going to be able to build a team of A players by recognizing who the A players are. So look, so guys, you know, when you're looking at trying to build an A team, if you haven't watched or listened to the podcast with Peter McGrath, where he was talking about like how he built an A team, how he was, you know, he was able to very quickly see that he was a dictator, right? He didn't realize how much work he was putting on the weight of, uh, you know, on the shoulders of his team. He didn't realize how many projects he had started and, and stopped and started and stopped and the frustrations that his team were having. One of the things that was happening was that your, your team wasn't buying into what you wanted. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Your employees don't want to live in a prison cell. Your employees, trust me, do not want chaos. A fucking players, if you have any A players, and 90% of you guys out there have A players, you don't even know it, okay? But the A players, they want to be tested and they want to be measured because they want to show that they can perform. You know, you become of the mindset that, you know, you just you go in and, and I should be able to just tell you what to do and you should be able to follow it. And, and you know, there shouldn't be any questions and there shouldn't be any discussion about it. It's basic stuff um, and you should be able to deal with it. But the contractors are entrepreneurs. We actually take a little bit of pride that we can handle all this shit. Yes. Yeah, we do, right? Watch me do it. Yeah, watch me do it, right? And then we come in like a dictator with a fucking baseball bat. And we start beating people over the head going, I need this done this way. I need this done that way. Okay. The craziest part is that we don't even, we're given advice and we don't even know what should really be done. Right. The reality was he wasn't letting his team be a players because he was actually holding his own freaking team back from performing. Okay. So make sure, you know, you know, thou shall not take their team for granted in 2021. You can't do that guys. You can't do this alone. You've got to make sure that you delegate efficiently to scale. You got to make sure that, you know, we've got a great tool for you guys to use the top five money-making meetings. Yes, it's about meetings, but here's the thing. Meetings are meant to optimize communication. And if you don't have structure around your meetings, if they're not purposeful, Okay, and I'm not talking about meetings that are every fucking topic under the sun. No, you need to have specific meetings for spe with specific purpose. We've got the whole agendas put together for you guys. There's five of them. And yes, they are about making you guys more money, making you build an A-team and, and taking your communication to the next level. So make sure you get that. We'll have the link down below. So that was uh, thou shall not take their team for granted. That was number three. Let's go to number four. Thou shall not believe that there's no A players out there. That is such a load of bullshit, because I'll tell you what, how many of your team members that we just talked about are not getting the support that they need? How many people do you have, even if it's one or two A players? I don't care if you've got a five-person team, I guarantee you have one or two, okay? If you got a 20-person team, you probably got about five or six. If you got a 50-person team, you probably got about, you know, 10 to fucking 15 A players, and probably more. I'm sandbagging. The sandbagging mean I'm being conservative, okay? So what does this have anything to do with this bullshit thought of thou shall not, you know, of this bullshit, you know, um, uh, mindset that we have of, 
you know, thou shall not believe that there's no A players out there. There are so many A players out there. Why? And here's my point. Because all those A players that are working for you right now, unless you've created an amazing culture, an amazing environment, an amazing place for them to grow and foster with you, beside you, and ahead of you, right? Because you want to build people that become smarter than you, okay? So that it's not just you. Here's the reality. All those players that, that are part of your team that are A players, if they're not happy, then they are your competition's opportunity to grab more A players. But you could be the flip. You could be the one that's attracting those A players that are working for your competitors. You could be the one that's dominating your marketplace. You could be the one that's got the best environment, okay? Go on to our Facebook group. Guys, you'll see lots of references to, to, to uh, people that are part of the Champion CEO community, part of our family at Proffer Contractors, contractors that we work with. And hey, my man, how's it going, brother? Good. Randy, come on. Oh, you going to Washington? Okay, perfect. So guys, like seriously, make sure that you understand there's a ton of A players out there and those A players are working for your competition and they want to work for an A player owner, A player leader. Okay. Give them that opportunity by creating that, that environment and attracting those A players because there's tons of them out there. There's tons of unhappy, you know, people working for contractors. Okay. Number five, thou shall not guess at quoting. Guys, seriously, Grab this calculator. It, the link's below. It's an amazing tool. It's called the you know, PFP Calc. Um, and it basically allows you to do profitable calculations, profitable pricing specific to your business. Um, because the reality is that you cannot keep guessing at quoting. You need to know mathematically. You need to know your numbers. And I'm going to tell you right now, if, if, if learning numbers is something that you're like, fuck it, I'm not going to learn it, then honestly, pack it up, go work for somebody else. But if you want to become a champion CEO, you need to learn about your numbers. You need to learn about uh, quoting profitably and just taking things to the next level. Okay, number six, thou shall uh, not run jobs without job costing. Look, if you're not looking back at how much time has actually been put in the job versus how much you've quoted in the job, and how much, here's my man Randy just came in. All right, so my man Randy uh, has just come in. Uh, he's one of our Rockstar CEO um, clients. Uh, you know, he's gonna share some things uh, with you guys. Uh, and we're gonna go through the remainder of these commandments. So the one that we were leaving off with was number six, which number six is thou shall not run jobs without job costing. What do you say about that, Randy? It's just not a good idea. <laughs> so it's, you need to know whether you're making money at the end of the job or not. Right. And if you're not making money, you need to know why you're not making money totally. and fix it. That's That's been one of my bigger lessons this year. Is. Yeah, and what, what's, what's uh, you know, a lot of guys, including yourself, before you came to Proper Contractors, you weren't job costing. No. Now, now, why the, like, and it's not a judgment, it's the wrong word, I shouldn't, I shouldn't be saying why, but was, was it just that you weren't aware to job costs, were you just like, I don't have time, like, what made it, be, and the reason I'm asking it is yeah. because nine, and this is like, I use these numbers 90 a lot because it's yeah. the reality, 90 plus percent of, you know, clients or family members that become proper, proper contractors, that, you know, even Jesse. We've all come from the same place. 150 person company yeah, yeah and he's like what what do you mean job costing i'm like what so tell me but why why or what is the reason that you think a lot of contractors don't do it because a lot of us are on the tools all day long yep and when you're on the tools all day long and then you come home and you've got to invoice and you've got exactly. to make sure your materials together for the next day and you're doing all the things to make sure that tomorrow happens yes and you're not paying attention to um 
to what's going on on the bottom line. You know, it's interesting. We're you you just brought up something, and again on these podcasts, I never know what's going to come up, and you yep. just you just gave a big aha moment for me. You're probably like, "What the hell is what are you what are you talking about, Andrew?" Right? It's true. We as humans are so focused in on what's ahead of us, like what's yeah. next, what's next, what's next, what's next, that it's not part of our DNA to go, "Oh, what just happened?" No. But we don't, right? As tradespeople are like, okay, what's next? We don't go, oh, what just happened? It's like, no, what do you mean what just happened? I just fucking finished the job. Well, I know you finished the job, but what actually happened on it? Yeah. Fuck, I don't know. I got to start another job. Yeah. Yeah, I need material at another site tomorrow morning. I don't have time to that look takes and priority. see what happened. Yeah. What would you say to somebody to try and get them to pause to do this? Because something has to be sacrificed, right? If you're working on looking at the behind you, you can't be looking ahead of you at the exact same time, can you? I don't think that any business can grow without somebody in the office paying attention to the numbers all the time. Right. And I just I took myself out of the field, hired people to, to be on the tools, yeah. and put myself in the office to make sure that the numbers were where we needed them to be all the time. Okay. Um, and I don't think, unless you have the time at 9 o'clock at night when the house is quiet to go back and do, mm -hmm. do the paperwork and and try to figure out, but then you're just sacrificing more family time, right? To try to get to where you need to be. It's tough, man. So you either need an, an administrator in there yep. or, or it needs to be you or somebody needs to be in the office all day long, staying on top of what's going on in the field. So I'm going to come back to the question I had. Yeah. And then I, then I want to come back to this, you know, should be, you know, you should have an administrator or something like that. I want to come back to that. So don't, don't yeah. let me forget. Okay. But I asked the question, like, you can't really look back and look ahead at the same time. I said that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, you can. Job costing is looking back to look ahead. Yeah. Because if you're fucking up something, right, if, you're, if, if the guy that you got ordering the material or, uh, you know, something on a job repeats itself, a bad thing repeats itself right? You're never going to be able to correct it. True. True. So looking back actually is about planning ahead because you're not going to be able to see that you could not, you, before you started doing this, you couldn't see that what was really going on. No. And the purpose of this is not just for this job. It's to improve for every other job beyond that job. True. Yes, definitely. So everybody listening in, looking back, and people say, you, you can't look back and look ahead. Yes, you can. These are, that's like such bullshit. People say that. Yes, you, doing job costing, you are looking back, but it's to help you with that job and it's to help you with what's coming up. The next time you go to quote a job, has it affected the way you quoted jobs? Oh, immensely. Tell us. Well, because my margins were coming in at 5%, mm. net, net. Right? I'm like, I'm doing all this work and I'm not making any money. And if I, and that's with me being on top of it and doing everything right and getting it done on time. Everybody hear that? So here's Randy staying on top of these jobs, doing everything right in his mind. And still when he went back and did job costing, right? Without doing that, he still wouldn't have seen, right? You wouldn't have seen no. how little freaking money you were making. No. Right. I had no idea. Right. You just look at the gross the gross sales for the totally. year, right? Totally. Oh, it must be a good year. Yep. Exactly. And then you look in the bank account and go, well, I don't know what happened this year, but, um, 
And with all the software and stuff they have out now, it's it's not hard to job cost now because everything, if your book works current, everything's there Absolutely. all the time. Every day you can look at a job and go, why did we spend this $175 on that job yesterday? Absolutely. Where did it come from? What's right. it for? Right. And as long as everything's laid out in the books properly. What software do you use? Just I'm using QuickBooks Online and I'm using Service Fusion. There you go, guys. And between so, the two of them, Service Fusion tells me at the end of every job yep. exactly how much profit I made at the Love end. Love it, guys. Okay, so... You guys heard it. Uh, QuickBooks, okay, it's an accounting software. You guys should know, most of you should know what QuickBooks is or what QuickBooks is. I use QuickBooks. Uh, There's other softwares out there, but anyways, QuickBooks I find. I've gone through a lot of different software. It's it's the most used software out there for accounting, and it has a ton of features on it that that you guys could use uh, to to identify how much money you're making or not making. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, totally. Okay, so um, thou shall not... um, Oh, yeah, and on that point, um, we put out some uh, job costing training with Jay, right? So if you guys want to go take a look at that, you can. Next one, number seven, thou shall uh, stop being used as a bank. Randy. I had this conversation with my wife just two days ago, actually. Um, Two years ago, I never had less than $20,000, $25,000 in my accounts receivable. I was chasing money. I was spending two to three days a month driving around chasing money so that I could collect checks and, and, and get money in the bank and, and cover us. Uh, I looked at the books last night. I have $209 out owing right now. And what, may, what was the change? And let's bring this back. I'm sure most of you guys listening in, you contractors, you know what we're talking about, but let's just emphasize this. What do I mean when I say, thou shall stop being used as a bank? But letting people owe you money for 90 days. Because whose money is it? It's right? my money. You got it, dude. You got it, guys. So what were some of the changes that were that happened that allowed you to improve, you know? One, it was knowing exactly where my numbers are on a day-to-day basis so right. I know what I need and I can project forward to, so I can see where I'm going to run into a problem two weeks from now. Right. Um, and I can see who's, you know, 10 days in arrears. Right. And, and people like to pay with credit cards now. So setting up with QuickBooks Online and having be able to receive credit card payments. Oh, but Randy, wait a second. Oh, those uh, the extra 2%, Randy. Yeah, just jack your rates 5%. There you go, it's guys. Okay. You hear that, everybody? Yeah. Uh, jack your rates 5%. Like, seriously. And they say, it's oh, you know, it's a three-day wait. It's a four-day wait for your money. But the more transactions that go through, if someone processes a transaction today, it'll be in my bank account tomorrow morning. Totally. Now, and doesn't the credit card companies give insurance against that? Uh, I guess. I don't yeah, know. They do. Yeah, yeah they do. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Right. So if, if somebody's giving you money, yeah. right? Um, and, you know, I've actually dealt with this, right? Where I've given somebody an invoice, person goes and pays with the credit card. Then they're like, no, I'm gonna, I want that money back type of thing. It's like, no, here's the yeah. invoice. Here's the proof. Here's the money that was transferred. And the credit card company goes, no, it's... Yeah, Th- this it's is all legit. This, it's, all, it's all legit. Sorry, right, right. Yep. Um, so it's beautiful. Okay, so number uh, eight. Oh, and I want to come back um, just a bit. I know I'm, I'm jumping back here to number six just for a second. I talked about the admin side, right? Yeah. Like Randy, you know, when I talk about hiring admin people, like you've got a small uh, contracting company, yeah. okay? And the reality is that somebody has got to do this data entry. Yeah. Okay. And a lot of people think that when I go, you need to go hire an admin person. They think, oh, man, I don't have enough work for 40 hours. 
you don't need a 40 hour person. If you only need somebody for 10 hours now in today's world, with this this COVID thing actually in a positive way is, is generated things so that like we are hiring people here, proper contractors that are in different cities. Yeah. And you know, we're doing virtual calls with them, you know, virtual yep. training with them, virtual, you know, managing them. You can get people, everybody listening in for 10 hours a week, 15 hours a week. Yep. But you as the owner, right? Spending time doing a 15 to 20 an hour, jo- uh, an hour job, data entry. Is that, does that even make sense? No, it doesn't. But under my circumstances right now with where I'm sitting, I'm doing it myself. Right. I mean, that will be my next hire. But right. my my role right now is being on top of knowing exactly where every number is right. and, and pushing for more sales. Right. So I'm assuming that role right now. And I'm hoping that by spring, right. I've hired somebody to look after well, he, it. Well, here's the thing is that you're understanding what the process is so you can actually hand over a process. Yeah. And you've got a plan, just yeah. like we said at the beginning, right? Like hoping for success. You've got a plan saying, I'm doing this now. This, these are the steps. I'm knowing my numbers. Yeah. And then when you bring in somebody, you know what it is that they need to know and what they got to do. Yeah. Make sense? And exactly how they want them to do exactly. it. Exactly. Totally. Okay. So let's now, we're going to come back to get back on path here. Number eight, uh, thou shall not deal with class D clients. What's, de- what's D stand for? Uh, they want it fast. They want it yesterday and they want it cheap. Dead beats. That beats, and they don't want to pay for it. Yeah, are they ever happy, Randy? Never. Hmm. They're the ones that like using you as a bank, eh? I fired a ton of them this year. Okay. So tell people about these class D's, because you know it, and I know it. Everybody listening in, unless they've been taught some of these principles from us or yep. someplace else, they, they probably have a whole bunch of class D's they don't even know it, right, Randy? You know exactly who they are. They're the ones that you hear from at the end of every single project you do with them. Nothing is ever 100% right. They're, they're always complaining about something. And they're the only ones complain. I mean, if everybody you work for complains, obviously you have a problem. But if one person out of 30 is complaining all the time, it's not your problem. And it's the same one. Yeah, and it's the same one over and over and over again. It's not worth the hassle. They're always complaining about the bill. They're always complaining. I had a guy call me the other day, said, well, the guys were only on the job for an hour and five minutes. Why am I paying for an hour and a half? Totally. I'm like, well, I had to drive to your house, right? Totally. So they're, they're the ones that are whining all the time. They don't want to pay. They're actually, in most cases, the reason that, you know the reason they do that, right, Randy? You know why they call you at the end of the job? Do you? They want to save money. They're yeah, always trying they're to heckle right. you down. That's it. So yep. they're calling you at the end. Imagine this. Why did they wait until the end of the job? Well, because we wouldn't have shown up if they did it before. Bingo. Okay? So they're getting all this work done. Mm-hmm. I consider them thieves. Yep. Okay? Because they are intentionally knowing what it is that they're doing. They have a full intention at the beginning of the job, in most cases, right? To, oh, they have a full intention at the, in the beginning of the job. I'm hitting the table and getting shit <laughs> here. To screw you over. Right? They're going to they're gonna go, hey, you know, I'm going to wait till everything's done. Then I'm going to haggle them down. And then I might not even pay them. Right? And then I'm going to maybe threaten to give them bad reviews. And then, and oh, and any referral I give them is going to be another class D. But as soon as I have another problem, I'm going to call them and I want them here yesterday. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. So how much time? Give, give a gauge of like, just, I know it's tough, right? But give a gauge. Like, um, probably... Three days, four days a month between phone calls, driving to actually knock on their door and say, okay, you need to pay this bill. It's been 75 days. Um, I probably save three or four days a month not dealing with those people anymore. 
Unbelievable. Yeah, right. which is another reason why I might... I'm not sitting with $20,000 in accounts receivable oh, all the time, right? Because I'm just not doing the work for them anymore. Right. Yeah, and, and it gives you more opportunity to get more Class A's. Yeah. And more Class A's actually will give more Class A referrals. Yeah. And more Class A's will actually create more Class A team members because they're happier to work for Class A clients that aren't assholes. Yeah. True? Yeah. Like yeah, my, my right. guys don't want to be hounded right. by customers. Exactly. And you're, you're finishing off the days and the weeks going, man, that was a good week. We Yeah, we did some really good work for some really good people. Yeah. And said, we did some really good work, and nobody's happy. Yeah. Great. Can you believe that idiot we dealt with on exactly. Tuesday? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. All right. So next one. Uh, thou shall not, number nine, almost coming to the end, uh, lower their prices. Mm-hmm. Randy just told you a couple of uh, commandments ago to uh, raise your prices. Yeah. How many contractors do you think, Randy, will say, when I go, you need to raise your prices, they go, or, you know, yeah, you got to raise your prices. They go, what are you talking about? I need to lower my prices. Ray, like, why are we saying don't lower your prices? Well, for one, we all have our profit margins we want to work on, Dude, right? So good. we're all in business to make money at the end of the day, not to not to give free work out to people. Right. And if you get trapped into that, yeah. okay, if that is your selling proposition... Then you're always dealing with Class D clients. By the way, this is why, Randy, that's yeah. why you're here, dude. Yeah. Okay. Like, you, you get This is it. the whole part of the program. This is the whole part of it, okay? Yeah. Everything is in unison. Everybody understanding this? Like, like lowering your prices attracts more Class Ds. Yeah. More Class Ds. Yeah, I know we're almost finishing number 10 here, but more Class Ds, man, get, get, get you, uh, you know, a worse freaking accounts receivable. You know, more Class Ds, you know, create an environment to, to uh, have your team members not want to work for you, or the only people that want to work for you are Class D freaking team members. Like, yep. guys, it's a domino effect, right? Definitely. Totally, okay? And as far as raising your prices, guys, here's the thing. You've got to make sure, okay, again, now get into number 10. Thou shall not sell like a used car salesman. Okay, now what do I mean by that? Let me just elaborate on this, and then I want to get your input, okay, Randy? Yep. Is you've got to stop just... Look, most of you guys listening in, um, men and women alike, if you're the owner of your contracting company, the odds are you probably have some natural sales skills. Yeah. You probably have a, a charisma. You probably have, you know, the ability to, you know, uh, have people that, that, that want to talk to you, that, you know, and, and, and you don't mind talking with people, for, you know, for the most part, right? Otherwise, you wouldn't be in business. True. Right? Yep, definitely. But the curse of that is it's not systemized. Yeah. And, right. And if we don't have a systemized sales process, what happens, Randy? You can't pass it on. You're doing it yourself all the time. Totally. You can't delegate it. Totally. Now, does a systemized sales process mean that you're quitting jobs profitably? Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. So a system includes things like math. A system includes things like steps. A system includes, right? So yep. that, Right. So that we can have consistency, okay? So, I mean, Randy, you're trying to get more work, right? Yep. You're trying to get more business. If you don't know what your conversion rate is on the quotes that you do, and you're like, man, I need to get more, I need to get more business, how would I be able to help you if I'm like, well, I don't know, is it you need more leads? Do you, or do you need to convert more? Or do you need actually more of both? And you'd be like, I don't know, I just need more sales. Well, actually, it's not that you need more sales. You either need more leads. Yeah. You either need to convert more of those leads. Or you need to get more leads and convert more. And there's different strategies for each of those. Would you agree? Yeah. Right? Definitely. Generating more leads is marketing. Yep. Right? And it's something most of us tradesmen aren't very good at. Totally. And you've outsourced that, a yep. bit of that, to a company, leads for trades. 
right? They're helping you out. They've already gotten you 14 leads or 14 jobs or what yep. was it? 15, 21 extra calls in the month of November, 15 of them actually turned into work. Gold, Jerry. Okay. Yeah. We are not marketing experts. No. Stop thinking that we are, right? And you might be good at sales, but the problem with that is that you're not consistent. Yeah. If you don't know what your conversion rate is, how are you ever going to know if you're converting enough? Did you convert more last month than this month? I don't know. Well, that, that's a bad answer. Why is that conversion so important in the sales process? Well, one, it, it, it lets you know how many leads you need in the door in order to generate enough money to get through the month. Totally. Um, it lets you know where your pricing's at. If you're winning 100% of the jobs you're pricing, then it's probably time to double your prices. Um, well said. Um, lot, you know what's funny, Randy? A lot of guys come to us and they'll, I'll say, um, not all of them, but a lot will say, I go, so what's your conversion rate like? Oh, man, we, man, I, we win like 80%, 90% of our jobs. I'm like, well, you sound proud of that. They're like, yeah, I am proud of that. Oh, interesting. Uh, how much profit are you making? I don't know. Anybody listening in, you should not be winning 100% of your jobs. No. Okay. The, the range that you should be working within is around, maximum is around 70 maybe 75% of your jobs. That's it. If you start winning 80, 85, you need to raise your prices, right? Because then you're winning too much work based upon your price and you're not winning enough work based upon your craftsmanship and your brand and your your delivery, right? Okay. So guys, this is it, right? So the 10 commandments, right? Number one, uh, thou shall not hope for success. You got to have a plan. Uh, Number two, thou shall not let others run your calendar, okay? Because if you do, you're going to get whatever the hell it is that they want you to get, not what you want to get. Yep. Uh, thou shall not, number three, take their t- team for granted. And as I'm going through these really quickly, think, rate these out of 10. Is this something you need to work on? Is this something that needs to go into your plan? You know, um, you know, if it's number three, then, hey, man, I need to really go and sit down with my team and thank them. I need to, like, really think about how much am I putting on their shoulders? Am I, like, beating these guys into the ground, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, number four, thou shall not, uh, believe that there's no A players out there. Come on. There's A players out there. There's a lot of A players working for contractors and they're not happy because the contractor working for is a gong show. Yep. Right. And it's not that the owner wants it to be that way. It just it is pure chaos. Nobody wants to work in chaos, right? Yep. Okay. Uh, next one, uh, thou shall not, uh, guess at quoting guys, you got to make sure if this, if this, if you do not know for certain what you need the price at, you need to put this in your plan. Uh, you need to get the pricing for, for profits calculator. You need to figure this out, your break-even margin and your profit break-even, okay? Last few, uh, thou shall uh, run jobs without job costing. Thou shall not run jobs without job costing. Randy, right? Last yeah. words on that one? Yeah, if you don't know where you're at, you, you're never going to know where you're going. I love it, okay? Uh, thou shall not, um, st- uh, thou shall uh, stop being used as a bank or thou shalt not stop being used as a bank. Okay. So again, guys, it's your money out on the streets. Make sure you got a system for collecting it. Make sure that you're, you know, getting the right clients, which brings us to the next one. Thou shalt not uh, deal with class D clients. Randy's mentioned it to you. You're saving three, four days a week. Like seriously. Three or four days a month. Yeah, oh, definitely. Uh, I mean a month. A yeah, month. Three or four days a month that I'm not and burning gas and driving that's the road and knocking whole, on the over, doors. Over a year, that's, that's over a whole one month. Day, one day a week. Yeah, but it's over a whole month in a yeah. year. Yeah. Really, right? Yeah. 
30, 40 days. Yeah. Like of just fucking... Just well, what are you doing this month? Around. Well, this whole month, I'm just going to fucking uh, lose money and uh, work for idiots. Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. There's a, and, and that's gone it's, out of your life. I don't deal with it at all anymore. Plus, it comes home with you. Yeah. We didn't talk about that. Yeah. Yeah, that's brutal, right? Yeah. Okay, uh, last few. Uh, thou shall not lower your prices. Okay, guys, most of you guys coming in here, because you don't even know that you're pricing your jobs properly, you don't even know where you should be at. And bring us to the next one, because, you know, the thou shall not, number 10, sell like a used car salesman, because you don't have a process for sales, you don't even know what you should be pricing at, and you don't even know how many jobs you need to be winning, and you don't even know where you need to improve. Yeah. Okay, so you need to be tracking how many leads you guys get every single month, i.e. if you do it every week, it's not that difficult. You need to figure out how many of those are you converting. I, I bring it back to Joe, Korea, and, yep. and Debbie, right? Yeah. What was the first, the first two weeks that we were working with them? I, I go, Joe, where have you been putting all your time? Oh, fuck, I'm working on the weekends, man. 80 plus hours a week. Yeah. Doing what? Fucking quoting night and day. Well, who are you quoting for? I don't know. Well, can we write this down here quoting for? Well, yeah, sure. I don't see what the point is, right? Because he was like pushing back on the coaching, right? Yeah. Debbie's like, do what he says, Joe. Just tell Andrew, write down all the people you're quoting for. Okay, so, okay, I'll do that next week. No, Joe, Joe, do it right now. So he writes them all down. He's on the call. Writes them all down. He said, hey, Debbie. Because Debbie's doing the books and stuff. Yeah. Debbie, can you tell me how many of these, any of these people here, like, are, are they all people that have been buying from you? Debbie starts going. She hits the first three. Hey, Joe, guess what? These guys have never bought anything from us. And they've been getting you to do quotes every month for the last three years. Yeah. He's like, what? Price shopping. Yeah. 20 hours a week. See you later. Yeah. Because guess what? that's for all they nothing. were doing. For yeah. nothing. Yeah. He literally got nothing. Okay, so those are the Ten Commandments, guys. Use them, okay? Don't abuse them. Create a plan, okay? And, and identify in this order. If the first, say, say the first one that's like out of ten, you know, is that's below five out of ten is number three, like thou shall not take their team for granted. Say you got like, a, you're rating yourself a three or a four out of ten. Then that's the one you got to start with. Don't start with the ones you want to. Start with the ones that are the lowest in the order. Because... Mm-hmm. There's, there's a method to the madness here, right? Yep. Okay, perfect. All right, that's another uh, podcast, guys, wrapping up the year, or maybe you're in 2021. Um, these are literally the Ten Commandments that you guys got to follow, that you got to implement um, if you want to have a freaking killer uh, year. Um, any one of them uh, not looked at could be the death of the company. It could be like... Or just another 10 years of the same thing you've been doing. That's even worse, isn't it? Yeah. It's almost better sometimes to go out of business. Yeah. Because then it ends, right? Yeah. And then you can at least go, okay, I'm going to start something different. Yeah. Versus like 10, Versus 20. working 70 hours a week and getting no further ahead. And and you wake up and you're 50 years old going, what the hell am I doing? Dude, it's, it's true. Yeah. It's so true. Okay. Well, thank you very much, my man. And um, again, you know, this is a, a special podcast. You guys use it to create a great plan. If you need some help, need some insights from us, you can, you know, on any of these, then, you know, click on the link below. Uh, you can book in for um, a call with uh, our contracting experts who know the answers, know the principles, know the templates and the tools uh, that will you know, address each of these Ten Commandments and uh, help you take your business to the next level. So we'll catch you guys on the flip side, man. Later.
Thanks again for watching the Profit for Contractors No Bullshit Podcast. Don't forget to like this video, subscribe. If you're new here, we release these podcasts every Tuesday and Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern. We'll see you next time.